0: You're listening to the Australian Water Association podcast series. My name's Joe Taranto and joining me is Rosie Ween, the Chief Executive Officer at WaterAid and we're discussing meeting the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. Welcome Rosie.
1: Thanks so much for having me Joe.
0: Now Rosie, you have a pretty remarkable story that you have been with WaterAid since they started as their first employee in admin and you're now the CEO, Um, you must have really seen the organisation evolve in that time. What's that been like?
1: Yeah, I have. It's been, I feel so privileged to have had the journey I've had with WaterAid. I joined uh, when we first started back in 2004. I had a a small baby. I'd been living and working in Indonesia. My background was in education, wanted to stay working in development, but not travel. And I was lucky enough to join WaterAid, a brand new organisation starting. And then I like to think, Joe, it hasn't been a direct Root. I never had an aspiration that I would ever become a CEO, but I always have sought, you know, those learning opportunities, what will take me out of my comfort zone and seize those. So personally um, done a range of different roles within WaterAid with that theme of challenging myself and learning more. And then to be part of an organization like WaterAid that started out of the water industry and has gone from a nothing here in Australia. Building on the success of WaterAid from the UK in the early 80s, it's been an extraordinary journey personally and professionally. Tell us about what WaterAid do, what's your mission? So recently I was speaking at an event and I said uh, big picture vision and I said, WaterAid has a vision where everyone, everywhere, has safe water, a decent toilet and hygiene. And you know, some people laughed. And they laugh because they suddenly had, I think, this uncomfortable moment of realising, oh, we don't all have something so basic. So that's our vision. So we're all about transforming lives with those basic things of clean water, basic toilets and hygiene. And really, we focus on the poorest and most marginalised because there are... Um, so many that people that are left behind through for, for various reasons. And so WaterAid really focuses on the poorest and most marginalised people to transform their lives.
0: So you operate in nearly 40 countries, is that right? Mm. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your most recent experience. Um, I think you've just been in Cambodia.
1: Yeah, that's right. So WaterAid does operate in many parts of the world. And recently I was in Cambodia meeting our team and seeing our work there. So WaterAIDS evolved, as I said, we started in the early 80s uh, in the UK. And our our, our work is focused on water and toilets and good hygiene. And, And we focus on those three things because we know those three things combined are essential for preventing diarrheal diseases. And it still staggers me to this day that a child dies every two minutes from lack of water, sanitation, hygiene, something that is entirely preventable. So that's our our focus. What's changed a lot for us over the years is realizing that if we're to achieve our vision, we can't do that one well at a time, one community at a time. We need to really think smartly about how we do it. Of course, it's about that impact of someone being able to turn on a tap in their home, but we need to wrap around that infrastructure, all of the things that often we don't even see happening in our lives. So in, for example, in Cambodia, I went to see our team that's based with the government in a province called Kampung Chenang, and we're working with the government there so that for the first time ever, they can see the picture of the whole province, who has water and who doesn't have water, and make the decisions, can you believe it, for the first time based on the data but also looking at them, well, how do they put that into action? How do they respond to climate change, challenging water security issues, but also poverty, um, and really looking at who's missing out? So we went, and met some of the leaders from the community. One of the women that I met, Joe, was a woman called Mrs Poe, and she has been leading an effort in her commune to make sure that everyone in her commune has a decent toilet. And it's been a really tough journey for her, a journey that has reduced her to tears because it's been so frustrating to get people to realise how important a toilet is in terms of investing in that. And she said, I said, well, why did you keep going? She said, I know, my husband used to get so cross and say, look, you've got five grandchildren now, you should be at home resting, why do you keep working so hard? And she looked at me and she was like, because I know that women and girls in this community are getting raped and sexually assaulted because they have to go and poo and wee out in the fields and they're at risk. And that was why she was so determined to make these change. So for Water Aid, it's all about, yes, the toilets, protecting people from the, the diseases that are within that poo, but it's also about the people around it and how we can really maintain that infrastructure, find those leaders um, and support them to bring about changes in their communities and their nations.
0: And it's amazing to think that just clean water and sanitation really also protects people and, and makes them safe. Yeah, it is. How does the something like the UN Sustainable Development Goals impact on the work that you do? Has, has that helped you since they were you decided on in 2017? Has that has that been a big driver for the work that you do?
1: It absolutely has, and I think you know. Sometimes these words that become a little bit meaningless, don't they? We say the sustainable development goals. We have to remember that this was world leaders coming together and setting the goal for us as a generation. So you know, by 2030, which is only, you know, 11 short years away now, we're going to eliminate poverty, look at gender inequalities, make sure everyone has water, sanitation and hygiene. So this needs to galvanise action for all of us because, of course, the SDGs apply as much in Cambodia as they do in Australia. So they really have focused the world's attention and our attention. And I also think they drive us particularly when we think about collaboration and Goal 17, to think about how we're working together. So you mentioned, Joe. we often don't think about these things. I know sometimes when I'm, you know, talking to people, they, don't, they often think, oh, yeah, I take water for granted. But sometimes I say, well, have you ever thought about a toilet in a school? and the impact that that has. Because I uh, was recently also in Timor, in East Timor, Timor Timor-Leste, and I met this group of girls where WaterAid and our local partners had been working, and they were so proud. They were so proud to show me their new toilet block, which, you know, can you imagine in a school in Australia, kids wanting to take you to see their toilet block? But they were saying now they can see a path to achieving their dreams. And one of them, her dream was to become a doctor. And she was like, now I can achieve that because often for girls, not just in Timor, but in so many countries around the world, when they start to get their period, a moment in life that should be celebrated, It's a moment of shame, often a moment of confusion. Girls in Papua New Guinea have told me they thought they were getting cancer. When they started bleeding, they thought they were gonna die because they didn't understand what was happening to their bodies and they felt so humiliated. And if there isn't a toilet in schools, often girls will drop out either from that shame or because their parents are worried about them. And we know The longer a girl stays in school, the better education she'll have, the less children she'll have, the better educated her children will be, the better off her community will be, and of course, the better off her whole nation will be. So I think something as simple but also complex as making sure that there are functioning, accessible toilets in schools for boys and girls, but particularly for girls, is so important. And the sustainable development goals get us thinking about that because there's also a key goal around uh, education for all. You know, you talked about
0: partnerships, and I think mm. that's 17, is that right? In Absolutely. terms of the goals? Absolutely. Um, you had a long standing partnership with the Australian water industry, and obviously that's how WaterAid started. Um, tell me what that means for you now, and you it's know, important
1: as ever, and, and, and where would you like to see that go? Yeah, so I look back at that history. We are unique, There are there is no other organization that was born out of a sector like the water industry. Um, and that's been unique to WaterAid's history, and it will also be unique to our contribution to the world and to the SDGs. And for me, I'm often, thinking. I think back to the early founders, both in the UK and in Australia, key people like Grant Hill and and Tony Kelly and our early board members. Um, And I think, you know, what was it, the fire that got into their belly to really make a difference, not just where they were working, but connected um, to the rest of the world, where there is such a water crisis. And I think, you know, what's the fire in the belly that we can put in this generation for them to look and see? You know, that for every dollar you invest in water and sanitation, you get a five dollar return. What is it that we can do? Because we we've come a long way but there's still so much more to do. So WaterAid, and I'm really keen to continue to have conversations with our partners in the water industry and others to how can we collaborate differently and really transform the situation where we're working and find how we can use the knowledge and expertise and interchange it between countries, for example, in Cambodia, to achieve goal six. The Cambodian government needs about 12,000 people within the, the water sector. Because of the legacy, the devastating legacy of the genocide, they've got where prof- all professionals were killed or fled the country, they have actually around 750 professionals. So how can we partner together to have young people coming into the water sector, young Cambodians, women and men, and see that as a career so that they can be changing the lives of Cambodians. And for me, it's how do we partner together differently to do that um, is one of my great goals at the moment. And one of the ways
0: that you have been partnering differently is through a program called Winnovators. Can you tell me a bit about that?
1: Joe Winovators pulls together some of my favourite things. As a leader, I'm all about how do you bring out the best in it's people. A name. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> how do you bring about the best in people? How do you get people out of their comfort zone and really into that learning and growth space? Plus, how do we solve WaterAid's mission and bring all those things together? And that's what Winovators does. It's in part a leadership program, staff engagement program, part problem solving challenge so we set a challenge globally around things that we're really um, struggling with for example last year it was set in India challenges around sanitation Um, but it's not they're not always engineering challenges Um, there might be legal there might be um, business related so we set those challenges and then there are teams from water aid supporters around the world last year on the India challenge we had I think it was nearly 50 teams from around the world competing and they work on solving the challenge. They work on fundraising and awareness raising around SDG6 and Water AIDS work and they also learn and that's about learning about themselves, about how to work as a team and these teams just come together and create magic and last year um, all teams like The CEOs of all the companies tell me what an impact it has in their organisations. And last year, the winning team actually came from Sydney Water Team Pran. And as part of winning that global competition, they've just come back from India. And we've got a great video on our website that people can see about them going to India and testing out their idea, but also meeting people from utilities, from the government in India and communities to really connect our community of water professionals professionals around the world it it is one of yeah makes my heart sing it's awesome stuff
0: getting involved in that is obviously another aspect uh, another way that the water industry can support water aid Uh, what other ways can you know you support them and they continue to support you What would
1: you like to see? Yeah, I think what I'd really like to see is that all of us standing up. The water industry has signed up to the SDGs, one of the, I think, if not the only industry or sector group that's signed up for the SDGs. And what I'd call on all of us to do is really keep inequalities at the heart of that. So the tagline to the Sustainable Development Goals is leave no one behind. And I touched on my visit to Cambodia with Mrs Poe before and her leadership in her community. She took me out to one of the villages um, in her commune to meet a family. And I met this family. Um, it was Mrs Phal, her husband and her seven-year-old son that I met in um, sitting outside her home. And there are a few other Um, neighbours sitting with her. It was super hot, Joe. I can't tell you how hot it was. The dogs were like comatose under their their houses and there were these chickens scrambling around trying to find something in the dirt. And I always ask women, you know, tell me, how is it that you access water? And I get lots of answers of people working hard. It's a heavy burden. It's always a tough story. But Mrs. Fell, when she answered, she burst into tears. And in all my 15 years at WaterAid, no one's ever like that when I've asked it and as her story came out with her tears she's HIV positive and because of the stigma and discrimination that she faces for her to collect water she has to walk past for an hour all these safe wells and drinking points where she's not allowed to collect water because of fear and stigma and she collects water an hour away from a disused abandoned well and then comes back past all that safe water and they were tears of humiliation and discrimination and I know that people with HIV also uh, experience you know that are more susceptible to diarrheal diseases they need to be taking their medication with safe water not water that's going to make them more sick so it was an incredibly powerful experience that reminds me and I hope reminds all of us that as we look at the SDGs to really think about gender inequalities and inequalities and how we make sure no one is left behind. Such powerful stories, Rosie. I'm so grateful to hear
0: them today. We've been talking with Rosie Ween, the CEO at WaterAid. Thank you so
1: much for your time. Thank you, Jo.